Woo, hello beautiful people and welcome, welcome, welcome to the very first episode of the Good Girl Great God podcast. I am Giovanna, I'm your host and I'm so, so excited for this venture. Um, it didn't happen the way I thought it was going to, but God just has a way of making things happen in his perfect timing and so i'm just grateful for every listener every follower um and you are just really in for a treat so i was wondering if the first episode was going to be like a welcome episode and kind of just let you guys get to know me a little bit but i just came to the conclusion that y'all are going to get to know me as this journey comes on you know um i really am using this podcast it's not just a podcast it's my ministry it's low-key my therapy um it's like just my diary it's a lot of ease okay it's just a a place where I want to come and express things that I'm experiencing um things that I'm going through in life things that my friends are going through in life and to always relate it back to the bible um back to something scriptural um, back to the Lord and to just kind of create community. Um, that's another E that we're doing here. Okay. Um, but also, you know, I want this to be interactive. I don't just want to be talking like even though the podcast might seem one sided because I'm the only one in the mic. You all have voices as well. And so that's why places like the Facebook group, our Instagram page, even the comment section below um, will definitely create spaces for us to all have transparent, real conversations about what it's like going through life um together really as women as children of god and like what that looks like so i'm just super duper excited to meet you guys to love on y'all to support y'all to share with y'all and i pray that this is a space that you feel comfortable doing that with me as well um and so today we're going to talk about grief and i know that's probably like the strangest place that y'all thought i would start but it's just something that i've been experiencing something that i've been watching a lot of my jesus friends experience my worldly friends experience like we all are grieving something but i specifically kind of wanted to focus on the grief of expectation and that's a grief that i think hits us all a little bit different because it's one that you don't expect and as i was in the shower um fun fact most of my best ideas come when i'm in the shower i think it's just because it's a place where like it's relaxing and god can actually get my mind to be quiet so he can talk to me um so um i was actually in the shower and the lord was just speaking to me about like seasons right and how we all go through their different seasons and for me i'm actually coming out of a season where um this relationship i've had for about five years now this person has been in my life for such a long time and it's really coming to an end and i have been fighting it for a minute um because i am somebody that has struggled with abandonment issues in the past and i really don't like feeling like i'm abandoning someone and so even though um People might not necessarily be, I can know that something needs to end or I need to stop talking to somebody, but it's kind of hard for me to do it. You got to really, 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 you know, take me there a lot of times for me to let certain situations go. Once you get past a certain level with me, I know some of y'all can relate. It's, it's rough. It's rough out here. You know, we'd be holding on to stuff. God be like, let it go. Free yourself. Free yourself. Anyway, so, um, yeah, so I've been. You know, I just turned 25. I just had a birthday and God was like, you know, Giovanna, you've been asking me for things that I have. Like I've been asking God, I'm like, okay, God, it's time for this husband. You know, it's time for these four streams of revenue. It's time for me to, you know, have all of these things and really walk into this adulting life. And he's like, okay, cool. Um, This got to go. This got to go. You got to do more of this, less of this, more of this, less of this. And I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. (laughs) This is a lot. And it's only been five days 
Um, so I have really just been grieving certain things in my life um, in this past season and just realizing like God is pushing me into a different direction. And so the Lord was just talking to me about seasons, right? And like how you have a season for everything. And I think um, in life, seasons aren't as hard, like in the natural, if you think about like winter, summer, spring and fall, because you know what's coming, right? Like, you know, that after spring, it's going to be summer, you know, after summer, it's going to be fall, after fall, it's going to be winter. If you live in the south, you know, after cold, it's going to be hot, because only two seasons in the south. And you know what to anticipate. You, you switch your clothes over, you live in your best life. Now, this is why global warming trips us up. Because global warming will have what just happened the other day where it's 100 degrees on my birthday. It's nice. And then two days later, we're in the 60s. So now I'm tripped up because I wasn't anticipating having to wear a sweatshirt in the middle of June. And I think the same thing happens in our lives. It's like when we know something is coming to an end, like you know you're going to graduate from college. You know you're going to graduate from high school. Um, it's like it's kind of scary but you do know that it's coming and you try to do your best to prepare for it. But the problem comes in, like if you graduated from high school and you're going to college, it's like, cool, I know what the next season is. I can prepare for it. But sometimes that's why people kind of go through that struggle, like after post-grad depression, because it's like, I know graduation is coming, but I have no idea what my next season is. And I think the thing that trips us up is the uncertainty. And I think that's the same thing with the grief of expectation is that you thought you knew this person. You thought you knew what the next season season of your life was going to look like you thought you knew what the next season of your life was going to look like with that person what the next season of your relationship was going to look like what the next season of your career was going to look like and you get to the end and it's not that or even like you know some of my friends who have graduated from college and um they thought they were going to have jobs and then coronavirus hit and it's the uncertainty that really throws us off and i think that grief of the expectation of knowing and then not knowing um can really be detrimental to us and it can hurt us and sometimes it can even feel like punishment from God it's like God why would you let this happen right now God I've been in school for four plus years you know I went all the way through high school and I went to college and I went to grad school and I did all the steps and I did the internships and I did all of this and I don't have a job I have student loans but I have no job or God I love this person I gave them everything I had I cared for them and I just knew it was going to bear fruit, even if we didn't, you know, I just knew that we were going to at least be in each other's lives. Even if we didn't get married, I knew that he would always be there for me and I would always be there for him. And now he about to marry somebody else or God, you know, um, I've been living in this place and I just knew that I was going to be able to renew my lease and I was comfortable living here. And my landlord raised the rent to a place that I can't afford. So now I have to move. And I just got settled here. I just got comfortable here. I just got okay with it here. And now I'm picking up and I'm moving again. Um, and that can be frustrating, you know, and it can be hurtful. And it could be like, why? But it's also like God says there's a time for everything, right? And that there are seasons. And I think that if we would focus less on tomorrow, if we would focus less on what's next, if we would focus less on spring and just enjoy winter, if we would focus less on fall and just enjoy summer, then we could live our existence enjoying life so much better. Like even though grief does come, it's, it's inevitable. The stage of acceptance could be the stage that we re that we rely on and that we remain in the longest. Right. Like we don't have to stay in anger. We don't have to stay in the bargaining stage. Grief is not linear. So you can experience all of the stages of grief in whatever way but 
what would life look like if we spent most of our time, 75 to 90 percent of our time, at least in the acceptance stage. And all right, allow yourself to feel, allow yourself to be angry that you're disappointed, that the thing that you wanted, the thing that you expected to happen didn't happen. Allow yourself to feel that. Don't let it overtake you, but allow yourself to experience all of the emotions that you experience. And then after you're done, get to acceptance and pray to God that you would get to acceptance quicker and that you would be able to stay there because acceptance not only is signifying to God that you trust him, but it's also reminding yourself, allowing the scripture to become real in your life and the fruit of the spirit to become manifested in your life of all things are working for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose. Meaning if this season ended the way that it ended, when it ended, it's God's will. And if it's God's will, I'm going to just have to get myself in alignment with that, accepting the fact that it's going to work for my good anyway. So if this person is not somebody that can be in my life, if this is not my husband, guess what? I thank you. Thank you, God, because I'm in alignment with what you've called me to do. And I'm in alignment with what you've called me to be. If in this season I can't work a physical job. Thank you, God, because you're allowing me to see opportunities I have in other places. Maybe this is a time for me to spend more time with my family. Maybe this is a time for me to rest because I've been in school busy burning a candle at both ends. Maybe this is a time to rediscover or discover new passions um, and things that I care about that I probably wouldn't have time to do if I was going to a nine to five every day. Thank you. Um, especially during Corona, because at least you get unemployment right now. You know, if this would happen at a different time, you might be broke. And without no job and with a degree, you know, so, hey, we got to count our blessings. OK, period. Um, or even grieving like a friendship or something like that. Like, thank you that this person is not in my life as a friend because maybe they weren't going to be able to be a good friend to me. Maybe they, they did. Maybe they meant me no good. Maybe they were trying to do harm to me or maybe the devil was going to use them to get me to sit down on my dreams or speak something negative or something that's just not in accordance to what you've called me to do into my life. So just understanding that. God's plan is better, it's greater, and that um, seasons are here for a reason. And so as we grieve, which is okay, you know, don't fight it, allow yourself to feel it. But then remember just how good God is and just how good grief is, because as things are shedding and falling off and things are dying, it's fertilizer for new things to grow. As things die off in your soul and your flesh, um, maybe sometimes maybe sometimes you grieve who you used to be. I know I sometimes struggle with that because I used to be a person that would not take crap off of anybody. Right. Like I would go in on people who I felt were attacking me. And now the Lord is actually reminding me and restoring me to his true child and who my true nature is. And I'm actually very gentle and I don't like going off on people like I don't like being angry. Um, and the Lord is restoring me to that. But as he's restoring me to that, I have to grieve who I used to be, meaning when people come into my life and they push me in the same way where I might have cuss them out. Let's just keep it a stack. I don't do that no more. But I used to I used to cuss when I tell you I used to cuss people out. Well, child, call him everything but a child of God. But mm, ain't God good? Won't he change you? Hallelujah. Anyway, so you know when I used to cuss people out, I was feel, I would I would feel bad that I allowed myself to get there, but I would feel good because I'd be like, well, they started it and they deserved it, and they got what they deserve, and I got to see them get what they deserve. But now in God restoring me to my gentle nature and to my meekness, I don't always get to see them get God. 
I have to just trust that the Lord is the God uh, that will avenge me, that he is the God of justice, that he loves righteousness. He loves justice. He loves truth. And but I can't always that doesn't mean that I always get to see the quote unquote punishment. And that bothers me a lot of times. I'm like, no, God, if they try to get me, get them, get them quick, get them now. The same way that they came to me and the same way they was talking to me crazy, somebody else needs to talk to them just as crazy. If they push me down, they need to fall down. Like, that is, like, my thing. And in me growing in grace, you know, I'm a work in progress. But also understanding, like, in the shedding of that nature, I'm grieving who I used to be. I'm grieving the woman I used to be. But I get to celebrate the woman that I am. Because realistically, I don't want to be known for being angry. I don't want to be known for the girl that's always popping off at people. It's not cute. It's really not cute to be out here cutting up like this and then going out here and telling everybody I'm a Christian. Ooh, that's what Christians do. That's how God is. I'm supposed to be reflecting the nature of God in everything that I do. So I am a brand ambassador for Christ. If you think about like companies like Chick-fil-A, what do you think about when you go to Chick-fil-A? People make you feel good about eating them fries. You know, you don't have no business eating and drinking that milkshake and getting that eight piece nugget. You feel good about eating that nugget after you leave Chick-fil-A with all that sauce and all that grease. You know why you feel good about it? Because little Susie at the window, she said, my pleasure. She asked you if there's anything else that she could do. She she made you feel like you are a star. They know you by name in Chick-fil-A, baby. The app gives you points for more free Chick-fil-A. And they ask you, do you have the app? You don't have to ask them. They ask you, do you want more points, ma'am? Do you have the app? They make you feel good about yourself. And they are brand ambassadors for Chick-fil-A. And because of that you keep coming back to chick-fil-a no matter what knowing they close on sundays you would go to chick-fil-a on a sunday if you could i bet you would i bet you would get you a chicken biscuit if you could on sundays because they make you excited about going to chick-fil-a even though that's honestly food we probably should not be eating imagine what the world would look like if we as christians made people feel great as the chick-fil-a people do about eating chick-fil-a about jesus what do y'all know how many people would come to Christ if his people would would show themselves to be inviting, would make people feel good about themselves, make people feel good about reading their word, feel good about following Jesus. If we decide we were not going to condemn anybody, we were not going to judge anybody, but we would make them feel good about coming to Christ. We would celebrate them. We would get to know them by name. We would ask them if there's anything that we can do to serve them. We would say, it's my pleasure to serve you. Do you Can you imagine if Christians took the same business model that Chick-fil-A took with their approach to discipleship? At least everybody in the South would be a Christian. Hello? Because everybody in the South eats Chick-fil-A. Vegetarians eat (laughs) Chick-fil-A. Okay? And so I just think that, like, even in that grief of me shedding my old man, my new man gets to go out and be an ambassador for Christ. So, no, I might not always um, get the vengeance I want. Right. Which is still fleshly, honestly. So, no, I might not always get that, but I can have justice in knowing that my father loves me. He protects me. He cares for me. And I can have justice in knowing that the devil did not get the victory and I did not allow the devil to use me to provoke someone else because my word tells me that my voice is used to edify people and that is what the lord gave it to me for not to curse people not to hurt people but to edify and make people feel good about who they are and encourage them in christ and speak of things above and remind people who they are in christ and um, remind them they're the head and not the tail that they're fearfully and wonderfully made 
God gave me this voice for this purpose for such a time as this, right? And everybody can't speak. So the fact that I'm able to articulate and communicate to people in the first place is really already a blessing within itself. So it's disrespectful to God, the God that made me, the God that gave me this gift for me to behave in a way that's contradictory to the work that he's done on me, to the finished work of the cross. And so I have to just move differently. And so as I'm shedding, I'm also gaining. And maybe if we took that approach, like, yes, I am losing certain things or certain things are falling off. Or maybe you lost a loved one this year. Is there anybody else in your life that has that you can have that? Maybe not. You can never replace that person, but you can have a strong relationship with someone else because that person is no longer there. Or maybe you can have a strong relationship with God because that person is no longer there or with your family or with yourself. Right. Like maybe that person filled a void for you um and it's allowing you to get to know you in a different light get to know yourself in a different way um and so i don't know i just want to encourage anyone who's going through grief i've i've lost a lot this year y'all i'm not gonna front i've had i've been grieving since september maybe even before that low-key because my life just has it i had no idea my life would look like this at this stage but i'm so excited about what's new and i i trust god in a way i've never trusted him before i believe him in a way i've never believed him before and it's created opportunities for me to really walk in the fullness of who he's called me to be and on top of that grief gives you a testimony right You can go out into the world and you can say, yes, I have beauty marks. I have some battle scars, but look at the goodness of God. And that's also why it's important to share moments like this. That's why this space is important to me, because when you're sharing your journey with people, it's making them feel like they're not alone. Because Lauren London said something really good on like Red Table Talk. She was like, trauma makes you feel Trauma can feel so lonely or something similar like trauma can feel lonely and oh, it can. It can feel so lonely when you're grieving, when you've been through trauma. You just feel like nobody understands, nobody gets it. And then if you really allow yourself to open up, you realize a lot of people understand. A lot of people get it. And even if they haven't been through the exact same situation as you, there's someone who has. Or there might be someone who's been through something similar. Or there might just be someone who's looking to love you through it even if they can't understand it and God sends us what we need and what we pray for and sometimes the language instead of saying God I want that thing back the language can be God show me what else I have show me what resources what people um you have provided me with that I might not be seeing that I might not be utilizing in the manner in which you decided to give them to me show me um practical ways to help me relieve this pain um alleviate this pain um you got you feel the void that's in my heart like no man can and I don't know I just think it's a lot of beauty in it so the scripture that I'm going to read to you guys to go along with this topic I'm going to do my best to give you guys a scripture each time um this scripture is one that you've probably heard before it's Ecclesiastes 3 um I'm gonna start at verse 1 I'll just stop when when I feel led, okay? Because this is good to me. Um, but it's a time for everything. And so I'm reading in the NLT version. Um, for everything, there is a season, a time for every activity under heaven, a time to be born and a time to die, a time to plant and a time to harvest, a time to kill and a time to heal, a time to tear down and a time to build up, a time to cry 
and a time to laugh, a time to grieve, and a time to dance, a time to scatter stones, and a time to gather stones, a time to embrace, and a time to turn away, a time to search, and a time to quit searching, a time to keep, and a time to throw away, a time to tear, and a time to mend, a time to be quiet, and a time to speak, a time to love, and a time to hate, a time for war, and a time for peace. What do people really get for all their hard work? I have seen the burden God has placed on us all, yet God has made everything beautiful for its own time. He has planted eternity in the human heart, but even so, people cannot see the whole scope of God's work from beginning to end. So I concluded, there is nothing better than to be happy and enjoy ourselves as long as we can, and people should eat and drink and enjoy the fruits of their label, labor, Excuse me, for these are gifts from God. So I'll stop there. That was verse 13. So again, that's Ecclesiastes um, verse chapter three, verses one through 13. And I read that in the NLT version. And I also encourage you all to um, go back and read the chapter or the book or even the scriptures that I discussed, because part of this podcast is I want you all to grow in community. I want you to grow in relationship with God. I want you to grow in relationship with yourself. Um, And I also want you to learn something, you know, and, and be and have a space of transparency. So we want transparency. We want community and we want um, spiritual maturity. That's what we want. And so I just encourage you guys to go back and read that in your own time. And let me know if anything about this resonated with you. If you felt good about it, if you liked it, if you didn't like it so much, if y'all was tired of hearing me talk, feels too long, whatever the case may be. I really, really want to know your feedback because I want it to be better and as advantageous for you guys as possible. Um, And now I'm going to pray you guys out. That's something I'm going to do each episode. Pray for you, encourage you, edify you. Um, Just bring light. Let's be lights. Amen. Um, So precious Holy Father, Father God, we love you. We honor you. We thank you for the opportunity to be able to have spaces like this where we can share and encourage one another. Um, We thank you for just being you, God, and for placing it in our hearts to spend time with you and spend time with one another and learn more and grow deeper in our relationship with you and others. Um, We thank you for grief, God, because we know that you have appointed grief at such a time. God, there's a time for everything. We thank you for your timing, God. We thank you that you're never... um we don't have to have any voids in you, God. We thank you that you're always there to fill our voice, God. We thank you that you love us enough that you sent your son down the cross for us so we would never lack any good thing, God. We thank you um, that in you all things are new. We thank you for the shedding of the old man and the consistent renewal of our minds so that we can put on the new man every single day, God. We thank you for placing a zeal and a hunger in everyone underneath the sound of my voice to follow you, to read their word, God, to surround themselves with other believers. We thank you that we are your hands and your feet, God. We thank you that we are your representatives on earth, God. We thank you that you've sent us out before you, God, to heal the sick, to lay hands, God, um, to raise, even raise people from the dead, God. We thank you that that power, the Holy Ghost power, the Spirit, the power of the Holy Spirit that lives within us, God, can allow us to work supernatural miracles in the world, God. We thank you for entrusting us with this power, and we just pray that you continue to give access to it, um, continue to give us access to it, God, and to give us provision on how you desire for us to use it. We thank you, God for providing this platform, for allowing me to step out on faith. And I pray that everybody underneath the sound of my voice 
that you spoke to each of them individually, God, as I was speaking, that anything that they that resonated with them would take root in their heart and that would bear fruit in their lives. We thank you for forgiveness. We thank you that we're able to receive and to extend it. God, we thank you for patience, Lord, that we would have patience with ourselves and with others. We thank you that the fruit of the spirit would manifest itself in everybody underneath the sound of my voice in a way that glorifies you and your kingdom. We thank you that we would use our voices to edify others. God, we thank you that we would use our lives as a living testament of your goodness and your grace. We thank you that we will be um, willing vessels in your kingdom to do your work like only you can, that all of our works would be good works and we wouldn't be striving, God, but we would allow you to provide us with opportunities to serve you and your people in new and exciting and innovative ways. Um, we just thank you for everything that you've placed inside of us and that whatever is in us will come out of us, the good, the bad and the ugly so that you can deal with it um, and that you can strengthen the good, that you can replace the bad with the good and that the ugly would be healed by the stripes of your son, Jesus Christ, God. And so we love you. We praise you. We honor you. Um, we speak that we would walk in acceptance of your love um, and holy acceptance and joyful acceptance, um, even if things aren't going the way that we want them to. Um, just understanding that all things really are working for our good and that that word, that specific word, that specific scripture would resonate with us um, and would work, work itself out. And we will walk that scripture out in everything that we do in true faith and true trust in you. We love you. We honor you. We praise you, God. I speak that everybody underneath the sound of my voice would have an amazing week and would experience supernatural blessings and provisions this week um thank you for everyone who's listening we love you honor we praise you in jesus Christ's precious holy name we pray amen so i just hope y'all really got something from this i hope you have an amazing amazing week like i said and just welcome to good girl great god um i can't wait to see you back next time and um yeah follow us on instagram and facebook and you can also visit our website and subscribe for our newsletter to get you know goodies and resources and things that we have i will link that in the description box and um welcome welcome to the family welcome to the community so nice meeting you and i hope to see you back next time have a great day bye love y'all